Welcome to Smith Weekly Discussions, an occasional program for our members of Smith Weekly Research. Please note this program is a private discussion and everything contained herein is for entertainment and educational purposes only. With that, we hope you're in a comfortable position along with your favorite beverage to enjoy the discussion. We remind our audience to examine our show notes attached to each of our shows to better understand how our program functions. Before we get into our discussion, we want to say thanks for questions coming from our audience at Smith Weekly, including Ryan S., Mike P., Andy J., and Cindy W. New guest on the program today, Benedict Kirchgaisler has joined us. Benedict is the CEO and founder of CyanoGuard, a company that has developed cyanide testing and monitoring solutions that help to optimize cyanide usage and also track it in the mining processes. CyanoGuard technology can also be used in other testing applications such as agricultural, medical, and other natural resource sectors. You can learn more about CyanoGuard via their website. That's cyanoguard.com. Benedict, thanks for coming on the show and welcome. Thanks for having me. Really excited to be here. Well, why don't we start off here, typically with new guests, maybe getting some of your background and past experience. Sure, sure. So um, I have a bit of a <laughs> say diverse background. So I first, um, after, after school, I uh, went to business school and worked in the bank. Then I decided I want to have a change of scenery and I went back to school and studied chemistry. And that's sort of how um, yeah everything started to roll with cyanoguards. So I was in my last year of my studies and was working on a um, novel compound to send cyanide. Yeah, and that's basically how I how I got here and how Sanogard came into being. Right now, I'm mostly taking care of the product management and the commercial function um, at Sanogard. Um, but occasionally, I'm still involved directly with on-site projects with our mine clients. And how did that evolve? Talk about just you know what sparked the idea, and then you know how did you start to grow that network into predominantly this is uh, focused you know on mining. Yeah, that's that's a, that's a really good point because we just had our like uh, five year anniversary. So we founded in uh, August 2016. So we're just a, just a little bit older than five years now. And what happened back then is I was working on this compound, and what I realized is that um, it's much more efficient and has a much better performance than all the other technologies that were out there. Of course, it wasn't a technology back then; it was just like a sort of like a research paper that we had. And I figured out that. This is a much easier way to, to test cyanide, and why should this not be used outside of, of our lab at the university I was back then? Um, and my, my underlying motivation was really to, to change the way that analytical chemistry was, was done, because what I saw, especially with cyanide monitoring, which is one of the most difficult analytes to, to, to measure in analytical chemistry, that requires a lot of training and, and difficult and expensive tools, and that we want to change because our methods are really easy, really straightforward. But it wasn't at the beginning that we said, oh, we want to directly go into the mining. Like I have a background in chemistry, so I understood a bit of mining. But what really happened is at the beginning, we were focused on the food industry. But just after, I think, six months after we founded the company, we got contacted by a Peruvian mine. And that mine said, well, look, we have a pretty big issue measuring our sauna reliably and accurately um, throughout the different shifts. Why don't you take your method? and develop a solution that works for us in mining. And yeah, that's what we did. It was in 2017, I visited them, and we had the first prototype built in uh, 2018. And then about a year later, 18 months later, we had the first sort of like, uh, yeah. So pretty early stage here. Why don't you give the audience just an overview of the company here as far as 
the overall solution, how it's used, and just describe it for us. Yeah, so we're, we're a little bit more than 15 people based here in, in Switzerland, um, where we produce and do everything. We're mostly focused on the, on the, on the mining industry, as predominantly gold mining. Um, but we also have other areas of application where we also have clients, for example, for example, in the chemical industry, where they use it to track their wastewaters, but also in the food industry, for example, we're catering to one of the largest almond suppliers in Spain um, that make sure that their um, almonds do not contain cyanide. So that's sort of like sort of the company, some, I would say, really 90-95% of all our resources are focused on the mining industry, and that's also how we position ourselves as a company to really help solve the cyanide monitoring problem in, in mining. Um, but we also have, you know, other sort of business areas. For the audience who maybe isn't familiar with this, this is not an area of expertise for myself, although I know a little bit about it, but talk about a typical situation in the mining industry where, you know, the protocols that are in place that are currently used and mm -hmm. how this, this comes in and really, you know, makes it faster, makes it better, creates a database, et cetera. You guys kind of offer both hardware mm -hmm. and a software solution that yeah. kind of binds everything together and yeah. maybe just talk about, you know, some of the requirements and how this mm -hmm. comes in and just really takes it to a whole nother level. Yeah, sure. No, I'll, maybe I'll start from the top. So just to give you like a brief, uh, you know, overview why cyanide is there in the first place. So in order to, you know, extract um, gold from ore, you use a chemical process that's called cyanidation. And what cyanide basically does, it binds very strongly to, to metals, especially gold. And sort of that sort of like a combined gold cyanide complex, you can then very easily extract from your process. And that's the challenge because you're adding cyanide to it and cyanide is very expensive and also very toxic. And it's like the single most determining factor whether your process is efficient, meaning you get the most gold out of it with the least amount of operating costs and also you know, water usage energy. And so you need to track it very closely. Because at the one, on the one hand, you don't want to have too much because too much cyanide is expensive and uh, it's toxic and you need to destroy it at the end uh, before you can release your process water to, for example, surface waters. But on the other hand, and that's even more um, damaging for a mine, is you don't want to have too little because if you have too little cyanide, you won't be able to extract all the gold. So that's sort of like the, the challenge there with cyanide. Um, and this sounds like a fairly classic, yeah, engineering process optimization plan. But the issue is that, as I said before, cyanide is one of the most difficult analytes to, to, to measure because it's got a lot of interferences, meaning it measure other things that mask to be cyanide. And how cyanide monitoring is still done is like a traditional way, it's like a method that hasn't been changed for the, for the last century, is a titration. And there you have an operator um, basically add a certain reagent to that sample that you draw from the process and waits for a certain color change and there you might already understand what the problem is because every operator perceives the color differently so you don't have like a really reliable standardized figure for your sauna concentration that makes it really hard to, to optimize and of course if you have an operator draw the sample bring it back to the lab measure it it takes a long time and your process sometimes process the process the sanitation process works quite fast and you have it in a time lag and this is where we come in is that we uh, standardize the entire process so there's no more operator um, decision to be made. Uh, it's this one result, whether it's done in Colombia or in Australia, it's always the same result, um, the same quality of, uh, of measurement, and it's straightforward. You don't need any equipment, you don't need any training, you don't need a lab, you can do it directly on site. 
this is basically, you know, you obviously have a handheld device here, and then also you've got uh, these capsules used for every test. Yeah, no, that's a very good point. So we like to look at it as like a, as a solution. So it's uh, we do not supply the individual parts, really. It's like one solution. So you have these uh, capsules that you mentioned. It's like the test cartridges. They're single use. And you basically press your uh, sample through this cartridge. And then the properties of the optical property of this cartridge changes. And this optical property change is analyzed by this handheld device. And this handheld device is a sort of like an IoT device. That means it's constantly connected to, to, to the internet. And it uploads the data in real time to an online platform, including the GPS data. So then the mine manager has all of their sound measurement data. They can basically visualize the process in real time and see what their sunlight concentration is and make the necessary adjustments. Let's get into a few other questions here uh, in a moment, but uh, maybe let's just take us back to the company structure for a moment and also the management team, Benedict. Mm -hmm. uh, the uh, the company is private right now. Can yeah. you just give the audience an overview of the structure of the company and also uh, some of the management team you'd like to highlight? Um, yes, yeah, so I think if we start from the top, so sort of like our board is composed of, you know, we have a sort of like one part sort of mining focused um, investors. And on the other hand, more sort of like, uh, yeah, let's say like uh, VC type investors. And the board is composed sort of most mining experts, but also, for example, one of our board members is the former CEO of one of the largest analytical equipment manufacturers here in Switzerland. And then one level below, it's sort of like um, Benjamin, who's our CTO, and, and myself. And then together with our sort of like senior management team, which is um, Kasia, who does the uh, production. Uh, we have um, George, who is responsible for the device. And then we have Margaritas, who is our head of money solution sales. And that's basically how sort of like I would say that the top echelon of the, the company is structured. And of course, we have uh, yeah, we've got a dedicated uh, software engineering team. We've got a dedicated uh, production team. Talk about for a moment the what challenges are you seeing out there as far as your guys developing your business here, and also can you maybe talk about some of the uh, competitors that you guys are are faced with out there in the market, uh, mm -hmm. just to give the audience a flavor. If there are other people out there with different solutions, yeah. same solutions, talk about mm -hmm. that competitive edge and who you might be competing with, as well as the challenges. So how we actually like to position ourselves is um, as sort of the resource. What we want to become, we want to become the gold standard for for silent monitoring in, in the mining industry. And that's of course we would like because all the mines use our solution because we feel it's it's the best one. But at the same time, we also want to be just there as like a like an expert resource. If they have like another measurement method, we can also help them to to optimize that. And what we mostly compete with is the state of the art. So most mines operate a laboratory because that's the way that it has been. There are some companies out there that provide an, an automated analyzers that are based on the same technology. But for that, you also need um, you also need someone on site that manages that device, like with expert knowledge. So um, and these guys, they mostly focus on very niche areas. What we really offer is we can take over the entire. Um, the entire Sarnite monitoring and testing needs of a of a mine site. And also we see ourselves not that much as an equipment provider. So it's not like that we ship you our, our gear and then you're left alone with it. We're much more like to build a relationship, like a small like a promise that we will solve all their Sarnite monitoring and optimization needs. And so this is how we position ourselves. And I think, yeah, the biggest competition for us is the, the status quo that people have been measuring sunlight in a certain way for the past uh, decades. 
and we're coming in basically trying to show them that there are other ways that might be more beneficial for them. Benedict, and the, the company's position is that the mining companies who use cyanide can see better economic results regarding their usage when using CyanoGuard. Talk about for a moment what you guys see from some of the clients that you guys have worked with as far as have you seen applications where they're underusing cyanide and is not maximizing the efficiencies mm -hmm. or potentially overusing it? Yeah. Obviously, that it has ramifications from a cost standpoint yeah. and also a productive standpoint. And then how does you know your solution mm -hmm. come in and really just optimize that out, which obviously improves their cost profile? Yeah, no, that, that's a, that's that's a very good point because usually it's it's not it's not like uh, one side. It's usually a mixture of both. So like the the standard approach to using cyanide is that you use a little bit of excess, that you use more than you need because you don't want to lose gold. But over time, if you look at the mine, there might be some times where they have like a certain set point, they have a certain concentration of cyanide in their process, and they add like a new type of ore, or like which is slightly different, which contains other metals besides gold. And then what happens is that these other metals consume the, the cyanide away, and then there's not enough there to, to extract the gold. And then you have for a short, for a brief period, maybe just a couple of hours, you have a sunlight under delivery. And during that time, you, you don't extract everything. And where we come in is that because our measurements are like real time, they can spot these under deliveries much faster and also increase their recoveries. But in most times, most of the cost savings, they really come from, uh, from, from, cyanide, from cyanide savings, meaning they we remove the need to overdose. Um, the cyanide. And if you look a bit at the at the uh, financial ramifications, so if you take into account both the um, cost decrease as well as the um, output increase, um, depending on your mine size, uh, it's very very big. If you've got like a huge mine with several plants, several processes that run at the same time, or just like you know one plant, um, usually looking at yearly uh, returns of two to 10 uh, million with just sort of like improving the monitoring. If you take it one step further, and this is maybe something we can talk later about, is the next step what we want to do is also provide um, more of an optimization platform, meaning that the platform doesn't only show you the results, it also gives you advice on how you change the process to make it better. And uh, this is sort of like where we operate. So um, this range of return for you for a mine. So a mining company contacts you, give us an idea of that process, the step-by-step -step where you guys go through the different considerations and then yeah. you guys, give us an example, you know, yeah. you probably have a standard example of maybe. Yeah, I have a, a very good example. So it's actually one of our latest, uh, you know, latest new clients uh, that has just come online a couple of weeks ago. And so it's a, it's a mine from Canada and they uh, contacted us because they were just starting up production and they were looking for a, for a, um, a way to measure cyanide and they heard about us from like one of the conferences that we visited and uh, the first thing that we usually do is when they contact us we try to inquire some information about their process and what we can help them with and then uh, the next thing is to schedule an online demo because at the moment travel is a little bit <laughs> difficult usually we try to do this demo on site but for the moment it's still online we show them how it works and um, then we ask them you know if they they're, if they're interested um, and if they're interested what we usually offer because the way that we're different to an equipment the supplier is that um, you don't have any capital expenditure with us it's all you know purchased on like a like an operating cost basis so it's you know you rent the devices you purchase the cartridges that you need so it's more of like a monthly you know monthly subscription model in a way 
And the way that we start is because we could talk for, for days and see whether it works or not. But the only way to really find out is to do a pilot. And what we do is uh, we get the specs. Usually in one to two weeks, um, we've got the shipment ready and then it doesn't take us more. I think to Canada it took us about three days. After three days, all our equipment is on site. We do an online training. We've got an online training platform for all the operators to become certified on our gear. Um, we do then another you know, test online with them to see if, if the quality of the measurements is good enough. And then we let them you know, try our solutions for two to three weeks. And uh, if they want to um, continue, they just give us a call. We ship them more. Or if they say, no, no, it's not, it's not for us, um, they just send us the stuff back and that's, that's it. And usually um, all of this is done within, I would say, a total time is like five to six weeks. And for this Canadian man I was talking about, it was actually very nice. So we, we shipped them in the middle of July um, and uh, we had the training end of July. And already on sort of, I think it was the 9th or the 10th of August, they were already concluding the pilot much earlier than we thought and uh, went into um, implemented our, our solution to the process. So it's really straightforward and it doesn't really require any sort of like calibration visits on site or anything. It's like we ship them our gear and it works out of, out of the box. That's great. And the online training, that's fantastic. And it seems like it's very, you know, very simple, straightforward to use. And obviously, the, the focus is first on the cyanide usage efficiency, but then there's also the downstream applications, you know, like testing water, et cetera, which is also a, a very nice little adder. How about like the $2 million example in savings um, that you provided earlier? Give the audience an idea of what it would cost, what maybe on an annual basis, I think is probably better based mm -hmm. on that $2 million uh, savings yes. example. Yeah, that's, that's a good point. So usually where we come in is uh, between 5 and 10%. So it depends really on uh, on the process. Usually you have higher costs when you have a, a larger mine because you need to take more samples. You have more processes, of course, then the costs for, you know, um, for uh, purchasing our solutions are higher, but at the same time, your, your, your savings, your return investment is also great. So for example, if we look at a standard case, it would be roughly a hundred hundred to two hundred thousand dollars a year for a mine. But at the same time, they would look at the return, return, uh, yeah, up, upwards of uh, I would say two to two million dollars. So it's definitely the ratio is still good, and it's also not that they're locked in forever. So they can try out, they can try it for I don't know two or three weeks, and usually during that period, you can already see uh, the impact. And so there's not like there's not like a huge period that you need to wait like for a year to see any returns. Like this goes very fast, and you can decide well. Do you want to use it or not? And uh, then, you know, like if you just purchase it on a monthly basis, of course, you don't have to pay the hundred thousand dollars. You just pay, you know, like uh, usually like a tenth or a twelfth of it. Yeah, that's great. Pretty attractive. How about the just the general your long term outlook for cyanide usage in mining operations? I mean, my view on this is that I think it's something that's going to continue for many, many decades yet to come, um, if not a lot longer. But, you know, there are some efforts uh, to come up with more environmentally friendly chemical processes to eliminate cyanide usage. Mm -hmm. In North America, I tend to think of names such as EnviroLeach and also Group 11 comes to mm -hmm. mind, among others. That's just in North America, of course. But obviously not all deposit types are amenable to these mm -hmm. other types of uh, approaches. Do you see CyanoGuard technology being applied to other monitoring testing of other chemicals or potential partnerships to use company IP based on these other types of uh, you know, chemical processes that people are trying to try it that might work on certain deposit types? You know, What's your view on that? Yeah, I think this is actually a very good point because this is something also that I think about You know, when we look at the future of CyanoGuard. 
Um, so first, let me start off maybe circling back to our what I mentioned at the beginning to our mission. So our our goal, our you know long-term mission is to to bring the analytical chemistry into the hands of you know like everyone that you don't have to be a chemist. We take care of the chemistry side and we'll make it really easy and safe for you to to do that. So this is, this is our goal. SANA is just the first step, sort of like our proof of concept that we can take care of one very, very critical chemical in the mining industry. We will, of course, want to extend that. And not only on the hardware side, but provide sort of like a process optimization platform dedicated for the mining industry. So it will not be only focused in, on SANA in the future, but also on other analytes. And also we want to move beyond just pr precious metals because, you know, with the uh, electric mo mobility revolution coming on, like you need a lot more metals and that's not only gold and silver. So we definitely want to uh, change our scope a bit. The second part, what you're saying, like with uh, sarnite, um, first I'll, I'll give a statement as, as a chemist in, in me. Um, so chemically, there is nothing more efficient than sarnite because sarnite has just this property that it binds very well to metals. And there's not really another compound which can do it that well. So you will always have always have challenge to match that. And even in the European Union, where you had a couple of you know, really bad disasters due to bad sunlight management, um, there were discussions about a ban, but even the European Union decided not to ban it for the reason because there's not a similarly uh, effective method around. And even some of the methods that I looked at, for example, I think there's an Australian company which works with an amino acid with glycine. And even they, they use decreased amounts of sun and I think this is, a, this is a good way to go that you don't go for like a super radical solution because that will you know cost the mine a lot of money if their efficiency is uh, is compromised and what you said that also not all of the ore types are amenable to the novel uh, extraction agents and still in that case you still would need to monitor chemicals so I think there's always an opportunity for an optimization and uh, for a solution provider like us. Yeah, certainly. I think there's a lot of other places you could look and you could go into places you mentioned non-precious metals. You could go into base metals and also, uh, you know, different types of metals such as uranium, which obviously is radiation related. So the methods and taking all this together with both software and hardware, I think there's a big IP component that translates into a lot of these other sectors. I do suspect that you're still raising money on occasion, given that this is a, a fairly early stage company. Mm -hmm. You know, you guys have investors to support the company and growth. Do you mm -hmm. expect to raise capital again in the future? And, and maybe what are you looking for should you do that uh, in terms of ideal investors? Yeah, we'll definitely raise capital because what we're, we're currently focused on, we're, we're really scaling the production. So at the moment, we're having a bit of a of a crunch with the delivery. So we would like to decrease our delivery times because basically our, our, our pipeline, our, our backlog is until uh, the end of the year, beginning of the next of the year, we already have delivery commitments. So this is also what we're gonna be raising money in the next couple of months for is to, to scale up our team really to help us with production and to accelerate our rollout. Because of course we can, you know, we can continue at the current pace, but it's gonna take us much longer to serve all the mine sites that would like to use our solutions. And what we're looking for in an investor is someone that, that really understands the mining industry. Ideally, they already had investments in, in the mining technology sector or, or just in, a, in the mining industry and are sort of familiar with the operational challenges of a mine and how also the mining industry operates. It's not, it's not a very fast industry, but it's, it's, a, very, it's a very conservative industry. And, Therefore, you need to have a different, you need a different, different kind of time horizon, as a, especially as a young startup. 
And we are looking for investors that understand that and that also, you know, might be able to help us with, with their relationships or with their knowledge in the mining industry. That being said, we're, we're not sort of uh, focused on any geography. So most of our investors are from outside Europe. We've got um, a large part of our investors come, come uh, from the Americas, from the US mostly. So um, we're, we're definitely open if there's someone out there that's interested, that likes to support what we're doing, that believes in our mission. Um, we're definitely glad to, to get in touch. Okay, and, and Benedict talked a little bit more about uh, just, you know, obviously probably Canadians, Australians, uh, you know, United States, Europe, as far as the different geographic regions. And then also, um, I suspect there's uh, probably some type of minimum and then also that they are accredited investors. Um, so in terms of the sophistication of the invest, of course, we're looking for someone which has, uh, you know, um, a bit of experience and non-listed type of investments so uh, it's, it's fairly fairly straightforward process in switzerland to become an investor an equity investor at the same time we also want to look out for someone that understands the process a bit because it's better to build a relationship long term uh, from a ticket size we're usually looking at something between uh, minimum size between uh, i would say uh, 750 to to uh, to a million us dollars that's something that, that would be helpful for us because that's also something that we can then um, we can then really work with well, that brings me to the next question. As you guys continue to, to move down here and continue to grow the company, is there a potential public listing in sight? Is that part of the company strategy one? And then also, uh, if so, is anything planned on a listing, say, in the next uh, couple of years? Um, so I think it's still very early, of course. We, as a sound, I've, I've thought about it a, a fair bit. It's not a focus right now, but what, because what, what our biggest um, goal right now is to really become the gold standard to really roll out our technology to get like a, a global footprint that we really can you know help the gold mining industry not only in a certain geography so this is what we really focus on to first you know um, build a relationship with the market with the clients um, but of course yeah, I would say further down the road I think this might be definitely something to consider there's a few you know specialized indices like uh, you know in toronto or in australia that are specialized for these sort of like uh, mining technology providers that we are and uh, i think in the, the right time uh, definitely i think an option uh, worth looking at probably makes sense from uh, a primary listing either in canada or australia maybe the uk but, uh, but most likely uh, probably your best options as well as just an otc listing in the u.s when the times is right there and you guys think it's a good time to to provide that next step. How about uh, ESG considerations? Um, you know, this continues to, to gain traction yeah. right now as far as ESG goes, and it fits in really well with you guys, you know, yeah. CyanoGuard and the solution that you guys have. Any comments yeah. on ESG and also how you might be attracting ESG money to this company? Yeah, it's actually, it's a very good point. It's actually how we, how we start, you know, it depends always on the kind of uh, contact you speak with, but if you talk to a bit more sort of like more corporate uh, functions in the mining industry, that's something that's increasingly important for them because if you have uh, health, health issues, you know, like any uh, high uh, injury ratio or, you know, environmental issues that darkly affect, you know, when you're listed mining company, darkly affects your shareholder value. So they're, they're very sensitive. Um, and we already, you know, back in 2018, we were talking about a project. I think it was back then it was um, the uh, chief innovation officer from Barrick, I think Michelle. And we talked about her because cyanide is still still a very controversial issue, especially when you go to, to communities that are very heavily dependent on mine. They usually, they're very cautious and worry about cyanide usage because there have been some really bad incidents. And 
then there's always like a bit of mistrust between the different operators and different stakeholders. And that's where, where we see that we can come in because the way that our technology works is that you cannot fake a measurement. You know, like every measurement is is encrypted on the device and sent to the platform and it has an, a, a unique uh, sort of a fingerprint, a digital fingerprint where we can say, okay, this measurement has been done by this operator at this time at this location. And you have like full transparency. And what we actually were talking about with Michelle back then is to, to provide a system that shows to the, to the community that Sana is really well managed and that they know the concentrations in real time and this the, the ultimate goal that unfortunately didn't turn out because there were some personal changes so we couldn't continue this project but we hope we can take it up in the future is um because basically you know the social license and the health and safety like the esg dimension that you mentioned they're becoming more and more important and sana i think is one of the most controversial topics in this area and I think if you can provide transparency, if you can show, okay, it's not the mind that's doing it, it's like an independent third company that's showing that the measurements are done well, I think that would go a long way, especially with community relations. Very good points. And I forgot to ask earlier, uh, is there any companies specifically that you can mention where Sional Guard is currently deployed? I'm sure that some are probably private uh, as far as what um, you can't. I can, I, I, can share, I can share one company because we already did a feature with them. I can just say that we have a well-known gold mining sites in Australia, Canada, Peru, and uh, yeah, I think I think uh, th that's it for now. We also used to be in Finland with one very well-known one, um, but the one that I can mention is actually it's a it's a supplier, it's a lab operator for a um, Colombian gold mine. It's called Ecolab, and um, they're like I think a big, pretty big U.S. American company, and they've got a uh, sort of like a subsidiary in Colombia called Malco Water. And they're doing all the sauna measurement and they found out about our technology and they were one of our first customers in, in Colombia. And they just recently also implemented the system into their um, into their their process at the, at the client site. And they were very happy with it. We even did an interview and a feature with them on our website. So this is something that we can that we can share. Is there any trial opportunities, you know, for companies who may, you know, maybe think that their process is currently good, but you guys want to, you know, prove to them that you guys can make it even better? Is there any trial opportunities out there as far as, you know, people wanting to, to trial yeah. the product? Yeah, this is exactly, this is actually the way that we that we like to build relationships, you know, because, you know, Marita, our head of sales, she can probably talk for hours together with me about how great our product is, but it's, you know, it's nothing until we, you know, we prove it. And so the way that we like to build a relationship, and it's usually how most of our clients, you know, started with, is we ship them just our product. So it's it requires very little upfront um, discussion or anything, and just, you know, tell us a little bit about your process. We ship them the gear, they try it out. If they like it or not, if, if they like it, they, they keep it and continue using it. If they don't like it, they ship it back to us. So this is these power trials that we're advertising, um, we offer them pretty much to, to I think, most gold mining companies, it works for them. And uh, if, they, if they say, well, they think we've got a great process, I would like to challenge them that we can do better. And if not, uh, they don't need to pay for it. That sounds pretty good. How about company objectives over the next, uh, say, 18 months or so? What do you expect to accomplish? First of all, we really want to, you know, serve the, the partners, the clients that we're, that we're currently working with and become sort of the gold standard for sign-up monitoring and gold mining, especially in the, in the Americas. We've got a sort of a big focus on first Americas and then Australia. And um, we really want to, to make a footprint so that we have like, say, like a dozen, uh, dozen of mines that use our technology on a con constant basis. That's sort of, you know, as I said before, become the gold standard for sign-up monitoring and uh, gold and silver mining. 
then uh, I would say in about six to eight months, we want to roll out our online platform to, to, to more clients because some of them are already using it for, um, for the monitoring. So they just get displayed and visualize their data. But we want to take it a step further that we use our we have a proprietary algorithm to help them optimize the process. So it's not only showing them the results, but also providing decision support to the managers so saying, um, look, you've got a um, suboptimal, like your, your sauna concentration at this spot in this tank is too low, you need to redose. Or um, if we, at the end, our, our system realizes um, there's a too high sauna concentration at the end in the barren solution where there should be minimal sunlight, and we say, okay, dose less sunlight so you're not wasting that much. And that's sort of like the, say, six to eight months. And that will even increase this figure that I was mentioning earlier, like two to 10 million, even more, because um, it will automate and do a standardized optimization. And that will definitely have an impact on uh, less sunlight usage and also decrease the environmental impact. And then I, I'd say it's for the 18 months, a bit going to be a bit tight, but about in two years, I think we're already now working with other mines. So we're looking at sync, um, sync project opportunity in, in India. Um, but we definitely want to expand our, our applications um, from gold and silver mining to other metal mining, for example, like copper, zinc, uh, and my, maybe in the future even iron ore. Benedict, if there's any interest from our audiences, uh, perhaps private investors or even a mine manager or compliance technician maybe listening in, why should they consider CyanoGuard and what is the best way for them to get in touch with you? So I'll start with the second part first. So the best way to get in touch with us is uh, either give us a call or send us an email to mining.solutions at sinoguard.com. And uh, I'm reading this email and all of all of my uh, sort of like the the solutions team uh, are on this. So we'll definitely get back to you uh, very quickly. Um, so that would be the best way to get in, in contact. And the first question, you know, why should you consider Sinoguard? I think it's um, it's very straightforward is because we have a very straightforward um, you know value proposition we say okay well you can try out our technology um, to optimize your process if it doesn't work you don't owe us anything and there is not you know there's not much to lose like it doesn't require a lot of time or a lot of investment or you know a lot of meetings on site it's just we ship our gear anywhere in the world and people can just 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 try it out it's definitely for the clients and I think if we would speak to an investor what I should invest is I think is there's a huge opportunity in the mining. The mining industry is, is growing, uh, especially with all these trends in electric mobility that's going on. The demand for minerals will be higher and higher, and the amount of deposits in the world are finite. There's not there's not an infinite amount around, so you need to become more efficient. And this is, you know, in the end, the, the goal of, of our mission in mining is to make help mines become more efficient and more sustainable. A lot of good reasons, a lot of good points here, and it sounds like for any operating company that, that has a mine, it probably makes sense to, to give it a try, and uh, it sounds like that there's pretty much no risk in, in giving that a try and seeing how it works out for them, so I appreciate that, and I also want to thank you for taking the time to introduce CyanoGuard to our audience. I want to wish you the best of luck and continued success, and uh, hopefully you'll come back at some point to update. No, Andrew, thanks so much for having me. It was a, it was a great, uh, great discussion and I hope to be back soon.